This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What have you learned about Bijan Robinson? He's one of the most mature players I've ever dealt with with this much hype and expectation. They're going to throw it to Bijan out in space, and he made the first guy miss. He'll get to the five and score. Holy smokes. Today's guests, two-time Super Bowl champion and Greenlight podcast host, Chris Long. Plus, your phone calls, overreaction Monday, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. The first day of year two of our relationship with Roku and the Roku channel. We're excited to celebrate that day with uh, the greatest platform known to known to mankind. We're thrilled to be right here live and free on the Roku channel, free on all Roku devices. Select Samsung smart TVs. We're also free on Amazon Fire TV. We are free on the Roku app because the Roku channel Dot com is on it as well. We're thrilled to be on the internet tubes. We're thrilled to be with you on Sirius XM Odyssey and this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate. It is the National Football League season. We've got 15 games of week one to talk about in the books. And we've got a big, huge Monday night football game tonight. The Buffalo Bills against the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers about to be unwrapped for all of us Jets fans to uh, be thoroughly uh, enthralled by and thrilled by or thoroughly uh, disappointed. It's uh, it's it's either one of those. It's one of the extremes. You can't just be in the middle because that's just the way my 54 years on planet Earth of being a football fan has been all about. But that's just me. Let's talk about you. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Good to see you over there. Christopher Brockman, how are you? Rich, I'm great. What's are you up, ready man? for your two a day? We've got this show and then we will be recording Very the exciting. Overreaction Monday podcast uh, after our program, we have Overreaction Monday, right. our usual drill uh, on our Monday program, uh, right in the middle of this show. The overreactions are hot. I'm ready. Okay, Chris Long is about to join us in about 20 minutes' time from the Greenlight Podcast. Uh, DJ Mikey D is indeed the nuts. How are you over morning, there, Rich. sir? How you doing? Good to see you. And TJ Jefferson. I knew this is what I would see when I walked in the door. But go for it, TJ. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, you got to turn your mic I was over here laughing. How about them Cowboys? Very good. Thank you. Here we go. Wow. Hour number one has begun. Can I get it, Mike? By the way, Mike, you got to play. Lose. It's How all right. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. That's kind of a metaphor. No, no, it's, it's kind of a metaphor of last night's game. It was one game, Rich. No, 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 no. Last, the way you just started is kind of like the metaphor of last night's game. Because the Giants came out of the box looking great on on Sunday Night Football. Uh, I mean, Daniel Jones was running. Saquon was running. Daniel Jones was uh, elusive. That's the guy that we saw in Minnesota last year, winning a playoff game, their final win of the season, eliminating the Vikings from the postseason, the Giants winning a playoff game for the first time since the Super Bowl that they had beaten New England in their last of two. So they came out just like that. And then their rookie center on third down uh, rolls one towards Daniel Jones. And, I mean, who knew that that was the finger in the dike? And then the entire dam broke because that led to a blocked field goal for a touchdown by the Dallas Cowboys, whose defense then came out on the field and began a will imposition that is quite rare to see in week one. It's interesting way to put it. 
an imposition of will. Hmm. As Michael Parsons X'd out after the game, <laughs> y'all thought this was a game. Hashtag doomsday. I guess that's what they're calling themselves. Yeah, I think they were the hot boys with a Z a few years ago, but that was before Dan Quinn came in there. Brought doomsday back. And started bringing doomsday back. He tweeted that out. Thank you. He and the rest of that Dallas Cowboys defense last night showed everybody exactly why the Cowboys have Super Bowl aspirations because that was a Super Bowl championship-style tail-kicking on Sunday night football. And the special teams unit was the first unit to get out there and score a touchdown. And then the defense scored a touchdown, which just proves to you, you think Dak's under pressure? He is not under pressure one iota if the special teams and defensive units are putting points on the board. That means his points are gravy, which is kind of nuts to say. And Mike McCarthy dialing up the offense for Dak. That was supposed to be a total stepping on their own football Johnson type of decision (laughs) made by him and the Joneses. Let's send Kellen Moore out west, the young wonderkind X and O's guy. Let's bring it back Mike McCarthy in his... Amon Green, Eddie Lacy way of doing things. Eddie Lacy. Yeah, I just said it. Bring back Mike dialing up plays for Dak. We're going to run the ball more just as we watch Zeke walk out the door to New England. I even said, that's the concern for me because I'm not worried about Dak when Brandon Cooks is coming in to start cooking the top of the defense and CeeDee Lamb is back and Michael Gallup is healthy and that offensive line is healthy and paid, and Jerry Jones didn't do what the Chiefs are at this point continuing to do, which is deal with a holdout of somebody in the trenches that you need. They got Zach Martin paid. He's out there, and you saw the results last night on NBC. 40 to nothing, your final (laughs) score. How rare is that? How rare rare is it? it? Well, actually... Do you know how rare it is? Yeah, pretty rare. Like I like looked at, I, I had NFL research look it up. I'm not saying I did. I reached out <laughs> as soon as this game was toast and over. How often have we seen a 40-point margin of victory in an opening week shutout? W. Opening week shutout. Opening week shutout W where you've put up 40 and the other team has put up zero. Nice. The answer... We have seen it now six times in the Super Bowl era. Six times in the Super Bowl era. This is the latest such time and the latest such instance in which we have seen it. One team actually back in the day did it. The Washington team did it and they wound up making the Super Bowl back in the day. Interesting. Six times we have now seen it. And the Lions did it in 1970. First one to do it. The Browns did it in 89, 51, nothing. The only 50 burger. The Steelers, the Cowboys, and the reason why I mention Washington, 45 to nothing. They're the only ones on that list right there to win the Super Bowl, which Dallas can most certainly do. And I am not saying it just because of what I saw. 
because Dak and the offense wasn't fully clicking. But what was, was that defense. And that kid who never played college sports, yeah. former ML, MLS star, if he can make field goals like that. I, I was ready to cut him after his first mix. No, I know, it was, it was, because it was raining like cats and dogs. He missed his first extra point. Otherwise, it would have been 41 nothing. 41 nothing. What a game. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. Tu salud. We're, we're on to the Jets. I know. That's next up. But, you know, we're, we in uh, Jetland are taking it one game at a time, <laughs> and tonight's a pretty big one. But Dallas showed everybody the decisions that they made from the draft to Mike McCarthy getting the play calling to Dak doing what he did last night. How many interceptions did you throw last night? Uh, whew, I don't know. That's Big zero. fat zero. Same zero. number of points the, the uh, Giants scored. And that defense, that is a special, special defense for sure. They're Dallas fast. Cowboys got it done. Well done. While the Eagles struggled against New England, and we'll talk about that later on in this program. He also didn't get sacked yesterday either. Hey, brother. Well done. And then let's talk about, in my mind, a bit of a surprise, despite me choosing them to go to the Super Bowl and win their conference. You know how high I was on the Pittsburgh Steelers coming into the season? Still am. Just one week. It still is just one week. Yeah. It still is one week, but in the same way, and I understand you're making that noise, Chris, the yeah. same way that I just said I saw one week of Dallas Cowboys football, and I can say that's a Super Bowl-looking team right there that's going to come into your house and impose its will and beat you up in all three phases and spit you out and cause you to get in a fetal position and wonder about your very existence like the Cowboys did to the Giants and the reigning coach of the year on Sunday night. So I understand that the Steelers do have a lot going for them. And I thought the San Francisco 49ers in the past, last year, perfect example, Trey Lance going into rainy Chicago. If I'm not mistaken, a couple years ago, they lost in Atlanta in a week one contest. San Francisco going east, playing in an early window game, Always tough for a West Coast team to do, certainly in Western Pennsylvania with so much going on for the Steelers. And the 49ers went into Pittsburgh and curb stomped them. I mean, absolutely mudholed the Pittsburgh Steelers in front of their home fans, all excited. This thing was a wrap. Just three possessions in the game. And Brock Purdy looked un. Flappable. This is why Trey Lance was made third string. Not just because of him, but because Sam Darnold performed. And the reason why neither of them were considered to start this kid, Brock Purdy. Honestly, he doesn't throw for 300 yards. You don't have to if Christian McCaffrey's running 65 yards, getting blocks from not one but two receivers down the field. You don't have to. All you got to do is find Brandon Ayuk in the end zone twice like he did. The Niners beat beat the uh, Steelers up with one Debo kind of tied behind their back. Debo didn't really do very much. No. McCaffrey did. Ayuk did. Kittle didn't go off. The defense went off. Holy smokes, did that defense go off. Short fields. They got Purdy a bunch of short fields. 
to start the game, made it nice and easy for him, and he didn't make it difficult on himself. Holy smokes. Did the San Francisco 49ers also look super? Man, oh man, last year's division matchup between the Cowboys and the Niners. Can we have that, please, sometime in January? Because I'd love to see them go at it. We will see them beforehand. San Francisco plays Dallas this year on Sunday night, week five, out west. I'm jumping ahead in the script. Wait a second. I gotta catch uh-huh. But San Francisco did to Pittsburgh first what the Cowboys did to the Giants last. The first major warning shot around the league was fired from Western Pennsylvania by the San Francisco 49ers to say, Bosa's in the fold, the defense is rolling. Pittsburgh has a lot going for it, but it was Kenny Pickett's first week one start. And he did not look as if he could handle what was placed in front of him. Didn't help that Deontay Johnson got hurt in the first half of that game, but that game was essentially over when Deontay Deontay Johnson got hurt. I don't know what the Steelers are doing at the running back position, but maybe they went Jalen Warren because they needed points fast, and and Najee is a guy who can be rolled downhill when you're trying to extend a game or protect a lead or impose your will. That imposing of will went out the door at the end of the first quarter, by the end of the first quarter. It was like, oh my gosh, we've got to stop spinning our wheels and we've got to make sure we can get first downs together. That's what the Niners did to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I chose the Steelers in this game because I thought the Niners, again, going east, taking on a team that I was very high on in Pittsburgh, would have their hands full. And instead, we're watching McCaffrey run like the wind, Ayuk twice in the end zone. Pretty big call early in the game. Uh, looked like Brock Purdy clearly fumbled and T.J. Watt recovered. Steelers challenged rightfully, and it was upheld as not a fumble. I thought that was no, and I I understand I that, that there's bad. momentum swings that can happen early on in a game. That might have got the Steelers anything. back on track. It wouldn't have been a three score game at that point. Maybe they get come down and get some points. That's a different game. I thought that was a pretty blown call. I think the day was kind of written. Early on. I don't know how many comebacks we saw yesterday. I mean, the Patriots were one that kind of made a comeback that I didn't see coming. Do you want to talk about that? We could talk about that. We've got Chris Long coming up shortly. I have some thoughts. I'm sure you do. Um, But I, I just thought the Niners showed and the Cowboys showed and the Eagles got through the day as we're talking about who can battle in the NFC you got to mention those three, and then you got to mention the team that started the week, the Detroit Lions. You got to throw all of them out there. And then the NFC South, everybody won except Carolina. So that's a fascinating shocker. The Rams shocked. That was a major shocker. I've got my top five most pleasant surprises of week one coming up in hour number three, and then we will dive deep into – the game of the day, I thought. And that was the one just down the 105, just up the road. Yeah, buddy. In SoFi Stadium. The Chargers 
and the Dolphins. Holy smokes. Tyreek Hill just scored again. And if I feel as if I'm a little bit off today, uh, I was going against Tyreek Hill in fantasy. Oh, baby. And uh, that left a mark. As a matter of fact, it needs to be covered by makeup. Oof. That's how deep of a mark it was. Am I reading this right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Tyreek Hill just scored again. So, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Overreaction Monday, our segment, middle of the show. Overreaction Monday, our podcast will be inside your podcast inbox well before kickoff of tonight's Jets-Bills game, which we'll also discuss. Chris Long of Greenlight Podcast fame and also the Inside the NFL, our weekly Monday guest for a second straight season, is coming up next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the program, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We are back here on the program on the Roku channel. Oh, boy. What a weekend, huh? Week one. What a weekend. It was fun. A lot going on. (laughs) Yeah, a lot going on. A lot going on. Lots going on behind the scenes. But uh, we made it. Made it. Ivan Roth was happy. Ivan Roth was very happy. It's good to see Michael Irvin back on NFL Network. On game day morning, that was a good one. Pleased to have it. Um, also, tonight I'll be at the microphone for Westwood One for Monday Night Football. 
I don't want to get surprised when I'm just driving around and you pop up on the radio. Now you know. Thanks for the heads up. You're welcome. It's always wild when I'm watching or listening to something and I hear a a familiar voice. I'm like, oh, that's rich. I got that last night on Twitter um, (laughs) because um, Twitter. Thank you. uh, Twitter. My voiceover cameo debuted right. on oh. Winning Time last night. That. That's why I didn't specific, specify what it was, but I was like, wait a second. Yes, it did. That's good. So that happened last night. I got to say, this season on Winning yeah. Time is so weird. Careful. Careful. We want that show to continue. I, I, I absolutely like want that show to continue, but we've crammed three seasons of basketball into six episodes. Is it, you sure you're not down on it because Jeff Perlman, the uh, author from whose book this show emanated, says that this show needs to continue because we don't want it to end with a Boston championship? No, I, no I'm fine with that, actually. Okay. I need a spoiler alert. Celtics win in 84. Yeah. Um, Dude, do they? Yeah, Come sure. on. So, good so, you know, TJ, you got yours. Sixers won in 83. Uh, that's yeah. true. That's true. You're good. We're sure. good. That was the only one that I've ever gotten in my good? lifetime. Yeah, that Knicks champion. Wait a minute. Oh, no, being told. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Oh boy, the Jets and the Bills tonight. Yeah. One to ten, Rich. How excited are you? Uh, eleven. I'm Spinal Tap. Eleven. (laughs) These go to Um, eleven. Would you mind looking up the weather? Oh, I'll do it for you. Well, I mean. Because I imagine the rain's gone, right? Is the rain the gone? Rain passed, I'm that was so. <laughs> I was pounding. The rain in Washington got so insane, and then it was sunny at the end. It rained in Cincinnati. It rained in New England. Oh yeah. Oh, Belichick. Oh. Lo- Does Belichick love to show everybody he doesn't care if it's raining more than any coach in the National Football League? <laughs> no hoodie. No nothing. No nothing. He's I got know. the towel around yeah, him, like he's going twelve rounds. Hold on. Let me look at the well, hourly I'll forecast tell you this right for now, Rich, still a flood watch in New Jersey. From oh yeah, there is a flood watch. Yeah, means- you're right. <laughs> Theoretically, oh the rain. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm going. I'm going hourly, right? Yeah, so, what, so what time is kick? Um, it's eight, eight something. Yeah. So the thunderstorms should be out of there okay. by then. But I'll take a running game. Twenty five percent. I'll take a running game. I'll take a running game. We've been the under tonight. Heavy steps. Oh, stop. Both I don't know what well, you mean by that. <laughs> Joining us here in his usual Monday spot, um, just like last year, we're thrilled to have the host of Greenlight Podcast and one of the analysts of the new fangled inside the NFL on the CW, our friend Chris Long, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Christopher? Rich, did you guys say unders? I don't unders, know what you mean. Baby. Yeah, uh, Chris, Chris, it takes a man to bet unders. Yeah, I, I'm, I guess I'm a man because uh, week one, it's it's like taking candy from a baby. Is that what happened last? Because mm-hmm. again, I don't. Well, I, I'm, last, I'm, well, I'm like the unfrozen caveman host when yeah. it comes to that being an NFL guy. I don't know what your terms confuse me. <laughs> was it, it was an underday yesterday, Chris? Yeah, a little bit. Usually, week ones, you want to bet the the uh, home divisional dogs. You want to bet the dogs. You usually want to bet the Steelers. <laughs> not yesterday and the unders. I mean, how wild was that game? That the unders just blew the doors off of them chris did that surprise you no i mean i put the niners in the super bowl this year um you know i think brock purdy's great i the big question is going to be what's he look like off that surgery i think in a couple years you'll look at him as one of those top 10 quarterbacks i mean i know sometimes the weapons get held against him but he makes a lot of great throws off off schedule off platform 
I thought I thought I just thought Pittsburgh wasn't ready, man. You know, I the linebackers were all turned around. The rushers looked great up front for San Francisco. Drake Jackson, um, you know, all their supporting role guys, and then to get Nick Bosa off the beach. I mean, he's down there in Florida just hanging out, waiting to get paid. He looked great. So, um, you know, I thought a big win for San Francisco. They look even better than last year in some ways. And Pittsburgh's just got to flush it. You know, if I'm getting on the plane and I'm Pittsburgh and I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm say, look around at the AFC North. Watch these games. We can still compete. So, but being unprepared is not usually something you hear in relation to Mike Tomlin, Chris. Yeah, no, I mean, if you look at them the last three years, uh, you know, and I'll interject a little gambling here, but like they, they cover the last three years. I mean, they, they, they covered his dogs. They won those games outright. Um, they remember them beating Cincinnati. Uh, and then three years ago, they, they, they uh, went up to New York, took care of business, uh, beat them by more than a touchdown. So usually Mike Tomlin in this spot with time to prepare the whole thing. I was really excited about Kenny Pickett, still am. I'm still on the hype train. I'd love to see them get the ball to Pickens more. You know, in an offense like that, that's kind of anemic at times, uh, I would get the ball to your best playmaker. And Deontay Johnson is a guy who's got to have a better year, right? you got to find ways to get him in the end zone, the whole thing. So uh, tough first game, but that's as tough a test as you're going to have. So why do you say look around the rest of the AFC North and say we could still win? I mean, do, do you throw out the Bengals and the fact that this is what happens when Cleveland plays Cincinnati or you just weren't as impressed as by Cleveland? What, what, what? No, I mean, I, I'm just not a believer in Cleveland, not not to the level that some people are. I think they're a good football team. That that run game is is scary, and that was the perfect setting for them to run the rock in front of, you know, 70,000 wet Ohioans, uh, <laughs> wet, confident Ohioans, man. They were they were going nuts, and, and Wyatt Teller had, like, the pancake of all pancakes. He took a guy 66 feet, you know, put him on public transportation, dropped him off in the red zone. He was, I I just, I I love the blocking up front from those guys and Joku getting involved on that very same run. Uh, But defensively, I thought the big story was this, Um, you know, Jim Schwartz heating up Joe Burrow, taking away the middle of the field, run a lot of cover one in those first couple third downs. I feel like it was a smart thing to do with Joe Burrow not taking a bunch of snaps in preseason with the injury. You know, you got a a bunch of guys that didn't take snaps because their teams decided, hey, we're not going to play the quarterback. Some guys are holding out. But this is a guy that needs to process. And and I think Jim's saying, hey, we're going to speed this thing up for you. It's pretty scary when they get in five down, you know, and Miles Garrett's walking over (laughs) the center. Uh, You know, it's, it's, it's terrifying. And you can't get into your empty stuff. So it's a tough matchup for them. I do think Deshaun has a long way to go before I think he's the the Deshaun of old. Uh, and, and you know, the Bengals struggle in the beginning of the season. Chris Long, two-time Super Bowl champion and host of Greenlight Pod um, and also on Inside the NFL right here on the Rich Eisen Show. The Chris Long Bowl, if you will, Eagles-Patriots. Um, <laughs> what was your takeaway from that game, Chris? I love the, the Eagles' D-line. That's my takeaway. Obviously, you know, from the Patriots side, I think you got to come away a little bit encouraged. I don't know if that sounds weird to Pats fans, but Mac Jones looked more like Mac Jones. I mean, that's more like the guy I know. Um, you know, now he did let that that ball get away from them, and that ended up being the difference in the game on the pick. But, you know, I thought that that there's something there with this defense. They kept the points down. They took the middle of the field away. Goddard didn't really get involved. Um, they heated Jalen up in key situations. 
and honestly, you've got 10 points to come off of the Zeke fumble and the pick six. So from from the Pat standpoint, I'm pretty excited for them. You know, not like high key excited, like low key excited. Now, when it comes to the Eagles, that D lines the engine and they took 29 snaps in the fourth quarter. And that's exhausting. And that's the reason you have the guys platooning. Jalen Carter, I was told, is the best defensive player on that roster. Okay, I was told that in preseason. Mm -hmm. Um, And he looked like it yesterday. I mean, when he gets tilted in that three technique and he gets out a little wide, the guards are really uncomfortable because they're thinking, I got to set out to this big old guy. And he's got that inside move down. I thought um, 93, the kid from Louisiana Tech, uh, played really well. And then my guy, Fletcher Cox, who late in his career has had to take on this more of this vet role. You know, sometimes that's hard. You, you're you not going to be on the field all the time. They have a chance to tie this game. It's 22-14. Fletch on the same drive. Pressure early in the, in the drive. Then he's got a TFL on a key down, and he forces an incompletion uh, that gets him off the field on another pressure. So I just love seeing Fletcher Cox um, show up in that big spot. You but, know, especially with the role he's got. But the eye test, I mean, Mac Jones looked in, in this game um, certainly to put a couple touchdowns up on the board in time for Tom Brady's um, ceremony at halftime to be more of a celebration of a game that wasn't a blowout and an actual competition. Um, he looked he looked far better in this game than I saw maybe any point last year, Chris. Just the eye test well, alone. Yeah, yeah right? it's it's... He threw some really nice tight window balls over the middle of the field. Like they, they got to get back to that. The touchdowns were nice. Um, you know, it's it's he's got a real offensive coordinator, and I think the <laughs> stuff that Bill ran at Bama, you know, you can you can you can draw some things from that. Um, I think Mac's going to be a lot more comfortable. But on the Eagles side, the one thing I would look at is you know linebacker room. Nakobe Dean might mi- miss some time. You know, Ellis is out there. He might not not be out he, in an ideal world he's not on the field as much as he is uh it's a room that they've been able to overlook because they have great d linemen uh but that's that's a level of defense i'm a little bit concerned about and then another franchise that's on your career plating for list the rams how about the los angeles rams going in and absolutely punking the Seahawks in front of the 12s with Bobby Wagner's return and Geno Smith coming off as comeback player of the year and them having a second half dominant performance the numbers support it and so does the W where did that one come from Chris McVay's a great coach man he really is I mean you know you talk about he's had that team ready to go every week one pretty much that he's uh that he's coached that team and i think you know with cooper cup going on ir hand up here i did not believe they had a, an opportunity to win that game in fact you know as a talking about the seahawks and and witherspoon possibly being down before the game and jamal adams i said you know like maybe if these guys are 70 percent, you should rest them you know i i was so overconfident i think the seattle seahawks are a good football team but they laid an egg, and those two young receivers, they go and get that that kid uh, Nakua from uh, BYU, BYU in the fifth round. I mean, this guy is is a legit player. He's a legit player. They definitely picked on the corner that was up because they they were down their rookie. But um, you know, these two guys, Tutu and Puka Nakua, had a great game, and they didn't even run the ball. So 
I think for Seattle, juxtapose that game to last year when they had something to prove. They need to remember who they are. You know, in that first game last year, Russell Wilson was coming to town. They played like their hair was on fire. You got to get back to being that team that's hungry. Don't get fat and happy because you had one good year. And I think that would be the message in the locker room. Yeah, I, I, very rare for me to say this. The Seahawks gained 12 yards on 14 offensive plays in the second half yesterday, and nine of those 12 came in garbage time at the end. They essentially had three second-half yards, and the Rams shocked, and they used a bunch of guys that's on no one's fantasy teams, and that includes Stafford, to be very honest. And the thing that's everyone's talking about more than anything, Chris Long, is the fact that Geno Smith, as he's uh, in the pocket – a microphone, I guess, that was worn by the center, <laughs> picked up him saying the words, oh, my God, as Aaron Donald was about to hit him. Uh, uh, did you ever cause anybody to say those words as you were coming towards anyone, Chris? I caused a couple offensive tackles to say, go, 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 which is something <laughs> you sometimes hear when you beat a tackle. Like, you know, he's he, he'll yell at the, the quarterback. But it was like Aaron popped out of a closet, and he was surprised. It was it – was, <laughs> It was funny, man. Uh, but Aaron Donald looks great. He still looks great. He's playing with a bunch of guys you hadn't heard of, right? DK Metcalf hadn't heard of them. But they're playing good ball. They got better second-level guys than than you would probably think. And they're well-coached. So uh, I don't know what they want to do this year. You know, they're one of these teams that I think we, we can overestimate how much teams are like, oh, I have a plan. I'm going to be good or I'm not going to be good. We're going to punt on this season. I have I've said for a long time that the Rams should be hitting the reset button. I caught a lot of flack last year for saying they should trade Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. One of those guys is gone now. Uh, I think the other guy, if this season goes south, you never know what could happen. But if they can be competitive with that group, who knows? Chris Long, a few more minutes left with the Greenlight Podcast host, two-time Super Bowl champion, and also uh, part of CW's inside the NFL this year right here on the Rich Eisen Show. It, it, it just seems to me when you see the Dolphins do what they did with Tyreek Hill and Tua, I know there were times last year where we thought to ourselves, they're unstoppable. And then, it, you know, on occasion we saw it, you know, obviously Tua being hurt would be, um, would be a difference maker. But how do you stop them? Can you stop them? Are they stoppable? Well, it's like, you know, there were games last year where you could say, hey, you know, they're going to have a down game. And one of them might have been that Chargers game, right? You know, they really pressed them uh last last year played a lot of man it was like whatever they did though it, it, yesterday they couldn't stop them and i think a big credit to mike mcdaniels obviously tyree kill could make an argument for being the most valuable non-quarterback in the league but tua pr- probably played his best fourth quarter like this was like this guy made some throws yesterday the throw where he climbed the pocket to hit Tyreek on the right sideline was brilliant. And the, and the throw rolling left, uh, I think it was Barrios on third and 15. These are great throws. The, the, the fade route was perfect. Um, so I thought Tua really just with all eyes on him, Justin Herbert, having lost that game. And really last year, they didn't play well to come out there with that bad taste in their mouth and play that way. I don't know how you beat them. I mean, offensively, I, I I don't know what you do. Now, the the Chargers' run offense was really good, and that's something they'll want to get shored up and that sort of thing. But the Dolphins offensively are scary, and they find space. You know, a slant to Waddle can turn into thirty five yards. It's terrifying. So, and I also want to shout out Jalen Phillips. I 
he's probably the guy, if you were drafting defensive players from that defense, that I might take first. Really? Um, yeah, and, you know, I'd look hard at some of the guys in the secondary and that sort of thing, but especially up front, including the guy they went out and, and, and mortgaged the future for with Chubb, I think Jalen Phillips is an absolute stud. With the game on the line, he had a big pressure on third and five, and then with the game on the line, he's lined up, you know, all the way out in Temecula outside the the chipper, <laughs> and he he's got to run 15 yards. He closes that distance fast, dips under the tackle, and the game's over. I mean, Vic Fangio heating up Justin Herbert at the right times on first down to create that intentional grounding, which is a drive killer, and then with the game on the line, another blitz. Great, great performance by them in crunch time. It just seems there's always something missing with this Charger team, Chris. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's just again this this rushers. I, I don't like know. Rushers? Like what is because the they line didn't is, sack him. I, I don't. I just don't know what it. Is. They didn't sack him, and Teron Armstead is out, and that's Khalil Mack, and that's Joey Bosa. J.C. Jackson commits some dumb, huge, boneheaded pass interference penalty that cost them three points. They lose by two. Um, it, it's there's always a decision made here and there that's odd. Kellen Moore's supposed to be there to help them push the ball down the field. I know they apparently had two deep safeties, but what's going on? Like where he was checking down, and I don't know. I I don't know if this is just new, because new, they new lost. Offense. But... I'm I'm yeah, I'm not going to panic about the Chargers' offense, okay. but I, I am a little worried about you know like who, who's going to get home if Joey's not getting home if. Khalil's not getting home because Joey had some nice rushes yesterday. But as you mentioned, these two tackles and the timing, you know, Tua hits his back foot in the middle of the field, it's open. You know, it's um, so I think they, they've got to get guys inside that can win rushes. If you want to beat Tua, you need pressure in his face. I mean, you, it's, it's um, a cliche when you talk about quarterbacks, but, you know, you got to dent that pocket in the middle and they couldn't do it. And so I, I want to give props to those tackles. Couple more minutes left with Chris Long. Uh, your impression of the Cowboys? I mean, is that what you expected? Is that what you expected um, Sunday night? Listen, that game should probably be. I, I think Brian Dable was right. Like, I don't think the Giants are competing for the NFC East. I, he didn't say that. I, I said that. But um, you know, every time they play an elite, it seems like they get the door doors blown off them. Uh, the Eagles last year. It's like when you know that's where you have to go. You see how far it is. Um, you know, I'm not crazy about the wide receiver room, Daniel Jones, huge contract. He's going to be under a lot of pressure, but that game should probably be 27, 10, right? I mean, totally different game than they had on their script. I mean, the, the first drive they're, they're going down, they're going to get points to get a field goal blocked. Uh, there's another defensive touchdown. Everything went wrong. And I think Brian Dable said it right after the game is like, I'm not going to get up here and make it about me, which a lot of coaches do after a game like that, where they start yelling and they say, you know, guys didn't give effort. It's going to be a long flight, whatever. Dable was like, listen, we didn't execute, which is what happened. Now, what he didn't say is we got a long way to go from a talent standpoint, which I think is true. Uh, But that was, it was a torrential downpour, the whole thing, the game played into their hands and the giants can't play from behind on teams. And then last one for you, just to combine a couple of other games, Chris, which one who won do you think uh, is more of an indication of who they're going to be this year, Raiders or Packers? Packers. You didn't stop? Packers. I think the Packers are – I'll wait a couple weeks before I use the G word, but they're a good team, I think, possibly this year, especially in that division. 
it, Jordan Love's going to be a guy that everybody roots for. I mean, you know, he's been sitting in a dark room for four years, no pun intended, uh, watching film of Aaron Rodgers. Um, and, you know, it's his turn. And we were talking about it on our show. It, you can't, because Kyle, my brother, was like, he makes some, I'm careful saying this, but he makes some Rodgers he throws where, you know, like they're very creative arm angles and that sort of thing. And, you know, when you, when you watch a guy for four years, it's like being a kid and, you know, hanging around your dad, you pick up some of the same vernacular, you see the same <laughs> mannerisms. And, you know, I think, I think, you know, the, and it's not how he would have drawn it up, but this is a really, really good way to get your first start uh, in normal circumstances. I'm not talking about the Chiefs game. I'm talking about just waiting and being surrounded by some good talent. Dobbs, who I've had on my fantasy team, I feel like, since he got in the league. And then this, this year, somebody drafted him, took him out from under me. But Dobbs, Watson didn't play. Um, you know, And on defense, you have a stable of rushers. Uh, that, that got better as the year went on last year and uh, a coordinator who probably uh, went a long way to saving his job security a little bit. So I think this team is actually pretty decent. I don't think the Raiders are that good, uh, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right, I lied. One last one. Jamar yeah. Chase, did you already have to say after the game? Did yeah. You he, Hold on a second. I, I, I want to play I it. I want to play it. I want to play <laughs> it and I'll get your opinion. This is what Jamar Chase, after the Browns just handed the lunch, to it's frustrating because Bengals. I caught elves and we just lost to some elves. So I'm pissed on my part. I'm not. I'm pissed on Allen on that. And um, like I said, man, we got missed opportunities. We didn't capitalize on it, and, and we lost. So that's how we lost. They lost to elves. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, yeah, elves. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, I, they really have a thing about that elf, you know. And I don't fully understand that logo, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm with Jamar Chase. But, yeah, that's a real little rivalry they got going. And the Bengals, uh, they feel pressed by those guys. So circle that next game because it's going to be a lot of fun. So how does that how does that play in the locker room in Cleveland? I mean, what do you – I'm, I'm asking you to tap your former player to, to interpret. I, I, think, I think there's a threshold, and once you cross that threshold – you know, everything's been said and there's no more bulletin board material. You get ready to play a team and we might know we're better, but we're not going to say it out loud because it might be somebody from a different division or, you know, it's just not parade. when you got a team in division that you don't like, like say the saints and the Falcons, mm -hmm. they don't tell any secrets about how they feel about each other. And it's the same thing with the Bengals and the Browns. And I like it. And if my best player, it'd be one thing if, and I don't want to pick a player sure. out of the gotcha. Bengals roster here, but like, let's say a, a third backer or something is like, oh, we're going to kick their ass next time we play them. Everybody's like, yo, calm down. But when Jamar Chase talks, he's one of your best players. That's fine. And, you know, he's going to have to go out and back it up. Well, that'll be discussed uh, way, way in the future in week 18 when they face each other. So lots more football between now and then. Who's on your pod this week, Chris? What do you got for me? So we've got my inside the NFL teammate, Jay Cutler. Uh, he's going to be on uh, on Wednesday. And then Friday, we've got uh, Stanford Steve, who got a lot more famous this offseason. He's on uh, yeah, game day. So, yeah. And what an addition he is. So, yeah, star-studded cast this week. Well, okay. Very good. Um, I don't know if this is something you, you want to tell your, your guest. We just beat a, um, a team in the Fantasy Footballers League named F. Cutler. Um, so, um, very creative. We did tell Is him, the guy from Chicago. Um, I don't know. Could be a lot of places, Chris, as you know. Um, yeah, so 
<laughs> just tell Jay we actually, you know, uh, we did it for him. Okay. Okay, cool. I will. <laughs> All right, Rich. Get, I appreciate you. You got it. Get Greenlight Pod wherever you can get your podcasts. And, of course, watch Inside the NFL on the CW every single week at Joel91. Chris Long, good to see you, sir. Thanks again for the time. Good to see you. You bet. That's the way we're rolling the break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Lots to chew on right there. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We will take your calls as well here on this busy Monday of week one, 2023. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. What's great, man, are these, you know, we do a lot of NFL, NBA shows on Family Feud for celebrity. Right. It's great, man, when regular people discover that celebrities don't know nothing. <laughs> they don't. You think because a person is famous, they know more. They actually know less. Yeah. <laughs> they know less than anybody else because they're exposed to less. Rich people don't know how much milk costs. You get out of touch, man. And when they come on Celebrity Family Feud, you find out how out of touch they are. They don't know anything, man. Like, one of the questions for the NFL team was, and we were asked a guy running back for the Packers, uh, can't think of his name, but the question was, complete the sentence. Strip. And you spot, you know, like strip mall, strip, strip poker, strip sack. This could be even strip a sack. Yeah. I said, name, complete the word strip. He said, purr. <laughs> strip purr. I went, hold on, man. I quit breathing. <laughs> How is that your point of reference to complete the word strip? Purr. P-E-R. And that was it. I was done. That was one of my great moments. And again, you just walk away and you just, you realize it in the moment. Like, okay, this is it. And I'm going to let this thing go. Hey, after the show, he asked me, he said, Steve, is there any way we could edit that out? (laughs) I said, sir, we're not editing that out. Matter of fact, we're going to embellish it. (laughs) You're going to say purr so loud. (laughs) Purr. 
So much fun when Steve Harvey joined us at the Super Bowl in uh, Miami back in the day. That was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Chiefs and the Niners, right? Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I'll be on Westwood One tonight prior to Bills and Jets. And you can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app. Just ask Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate stations, digital platforms. Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, and me all year long and free to uh, get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Terzo in Iowa, you're here. All rise. What's up, Terzo? Your All Niners rise. look terrific, brother. Man, that was that was a fun game yesterday. That defense <laughs> is you. extremely fast. They they gang tackle, just jump on whoever's got the ball, which tells me two things. One, they have a lot of talent. Two, that they're in the right place at the right time and they are going to make a tackle. And it just stifled Kenny Pickett in that whole entire Steelers offense. No doubt. They, they, and you even heard Chris Long say they looked, made him look unprepared, which is a word you never hear used with a Mike Tomlin team uh, very often, Terzo. That's for I sure. Was, I, yeah, I was extremely shocked that that came out that way. And one thing about your defense, and I appreciate the call. Thanks for the call, Terzo, is uh, Steve Wilkes is the coordinator. And it looked like D'Amico Runs was, co- was uh, coordinating it. And I'm not saying that to denigrate Ryan's at all. I mean, Steve Wilkes is a terrific coach. Look what he did with Carolina last year in a terrible situation. Terrible. Colorado Buffaloes football, 2-0. 2-0. Texas beats Alabama. Yeah, buddy. That happened. Oof. Let's Welcome. see how far Texas goes. Ohio State's best quarterback is currently beating uh, Alabama for Texas. <laughs> Ooh. Boy, I love making myself laugh. Ohio State won, right? Yeah, they beat Youngstown. Right. Michigan beat UNLV. It's okay. whatever. You guys all have the same record. I know that. I don't know why you make me an Ohio State defender, but I have you to. You know, I don't make you do anything. You just talked. <laughs> so I don't think I make you do a thing. Slagging on a 2-0 and team. I mean, just, you know, fair and balanced. No, I just enjoy watching Quinn Ewers play football for Texas. What more can I say? That was a big win for the Longhorns. That was awesome. And we will see what happens with Sark moving forward. Sark is back. Sark Texas is back. Beats. Welcome. Saban. And Dion is 2 0 with Colorado. And Shador Sanders is crushing it. And Travis Hunter is doing Dion type stuff. <laughs> and they're 2 0. And they just did, they took them a half, but they did took to Nebraska what yeah, I thought they would do. And this was Dion after the game as they're now set to go to, Col- to play Colorado State. They're staring at 3-0 right in the face. Well, we expect it. I know it's, it sounds uh, kind of boastful. It, it sounds uh, at the risk of, of sounding arrogant. Um, we truly expect that, and that's why those kids come. They want the biggest stage, and they're getting that every during the week. And the numbers justify it. What, what numbers did we have last week? Over 7 million? Over 7, million. 7 million viewers on Fox. I think it was their biggest opening day in their history. Um, first game out. So, shoot. I'm pretty sure these numbers are going to justify it as well. Wait till the numbers hit if he's 3-0 and going to Oregon. And if he beats Oregon, if his team beats Oregon, wait till you see the numbers when USC 
comes to visit after that. And if you're sitting here again saying, why is he talking numbers of television ratings? Why would he do that? Because these are metrics that get kids to your school because you will put them on big stages and have them prepared again. People miss out on this. Because they think Dion with his sunglasses talking about television ratings showing up. That's the that's the pay attention to that Fugazi while I beat you up with my preparedness and readiness. Everybody keep taking that cheese. Dion will be very happy if you keep taking that cheese. My way of again interpreting what I'm seeing, knowing this man as I do. <laughs> television ratings matter. When you are ready to win on those stages, and that's what Oregon and USC will be a tale to be told later on. The Colorado 7 p.m. Pacific. There are the late ESPN games Saturday night. 22-point favorites. They're now ranked 18th. Look out. And when when they beat Colorado State. Yeah, I would imagine Top 15, so, it'll be a top 15 matchup against Oregon, which no I believe question. is currently ranked 13th uh, right now. Oregon right? is 13. They're hosting my uh, Hawaii. They're 38-point favorites, so it should be 3-0, and top 15 <laughs> matchup in two weeks. Oh, my gosh. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> this is yeah. happening, as they might say. This is indeed happening. Just in time for the Pac-12. 12 to become the Pac-2, these poor, poor, poor conference administrators. Also, Pac-12 has eight teams ranked? Yeah. Well, because they're all winning. If I'm not mistaken, Stanford losing to USC became the first Pac-12 team to lose this year. That's right. That game was over at halftime. Well, I mean, (laughs) so this is happening. Yeah. And Dion and his Buffaloes are a happening. They're a happening. And he is happy to say that. And the kids are responding. And what he said, how much more different outside of the television ratings is what he said from what Dan Campbell said after the Lions beat the Chiefs. The only thing that was confirmed was what my expectation was confirmed. What I thought we could do, yeah. It's essentially what Dion just said. Kids expect it. But now... Who's watching Colorado football asking off camera? Oh, everybody? Everybody. Okay. Who wants to come here now because I'm here? Oh, everybody? Everybody. That's his message to kids that might be somehow on the fence between his program and someone else's, including my own. He might be coming for everybody. It's Colorado State next and then Oregon and USC. What would it look like if he's 5-0 and out of, out of all that? Uh, when they'll be in the top 10, they'll be top 8 probably. It'll be nuts. The story of sports is uh, what it would be. A thousand percent. Coming back for hour two in a moment. 